Great Lakes Learning Academy is now enrolling for grades 6 to 12. With a 100% online tuition-free education and supportive teachers, being at GLLA feels like a perfect fit. Reserve your spot today at GLLA.org. Andy Levin has fought and won for working people and our community, fighting to lower prescription drug prices and for Medicare for all, and fighting to pass new voting rights protections with heroes like the late John Lewis. Here's John Lewis endorsing Andy Levin in his 2018 campaign, approved by the John R. Lewis Trust. Helping to organize the workers of our country, we need his voice now in the Congress more than ever before. So send him to Washington. We need him. I'm Andy Levin. John Lewis was a hero to our family. My dad and my uncle worked with him on voting rights, and I was proud to work with John Lewis in Congress and earn his support. I began my career helping healthcare workers organize with SEIU. 40 years later, I've never stopped fighting for working people. Paid for by Andy Levin for Congress. I'm Andy Levin, and I approve this message. 97-1, great to be joined today by the Red Wings general manager, Steve Iserman. It's been a busy time, an exciting time, a lot of ground to cover. Let's start with these four- and five-year contracts. We haven't seen this before from you. Why was this the right time to make those kind of moves? Um, well, uh, number one, we need players, <laughs> the most obvious. Um, uh, you know, we had some expiring contracts, some players uh, um, uh, that we weren't going to bring back uh, open roster spots. And we, you know, we look at free agency every year and in the first three seasons as a general manager, I haven't opted to go on any longer term contracts. We were, uh, you know, in a kind of in a phase of acquiring draft picks and, uh, um, you know, kind of taking an apo- a patient approach here, uh, allowing the younger guys, the draft picks to develop a little bit. Well, at this stage with, uh, with, um, Roster spots available, uh, players in the market uh, that we thought are at a reasonable age that we can give them uh, some term to. Um, it just it was appropriate. You know, we are every year you're trying to improve your team a little bit, and that was the objective uh, uh, to improve our roster. Um, and in some cases, some of the players, uh, you know, it was in order to get them, was going to be to give them some term on the contract. Uh, when you add players, obviously you're adding talent, but you also had an opportunity to add experience. You've got three of the the five have experience playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, two uh, had you know playoff series that they won this past spring. How important is it not just to add talent, but to add that experience and the expectation of getting to the playoffs and getting to the Stanley Cup Final? Um, well, I, I think having players that have been around, that have been in good programs, that have been on successful playoff teams. Uh, they learn a lot through their career on, on kind of how to be professional, what it takes to, to, to get ready night in, night out, uh, uh, to perform at a high level. And, and, and the uh, commitment and, and maybe sacrifice, I guess, that you make to be a part of a good team, uh, I think that's beneficial. And then just with so many young players on our team, you know, I, I mentioned the obvious ones, and you know maybe Cider and Philip Peronic on the blue line. I think it's important that they have you know stable, reliable partners to play with that that help them develop as players that that make the game a little bit easier for them, uh, and their confidence grows, and they they gain a little bit of uh, 
uh, I guess, wisdom from the veteran guys who've been around and kind of know how to do it. So, um, yeah, uh, I think all winning teams have, have, a, have a culture or an atmosphere and, and the players have the right attitude. So I think part of, you know, we're tr- ultimately we're trying to bring in good players uh, regardless of where they come from. But some of the guys that have been around and been on winning teams, they, they learn a lot along the way. And I think they can uh, impart that onto our guys. Steve, we're all aware of the significance of the winged wheel, but it's been more than a few years since you guys have been in the playoffs. Are you feeling a different kind of response when you talk to free agents? Because we heard from some of these guys and they said, when Iserman calls, you take notice. Are you guys becoming more of a destination? What do players say to you when you approach them? Well, you know, um, I think predominantly talking with all the free agents uh, uh, this year, They've done their homework a little bit. They see kind of, you know, um, who, you know, where they're going to fit. They, you know, they ask these questions, but they already, they kind of look at the roster and see where they where they fit in. Um, uh, one thing I think playing for an original six team uh, has a lot of attraction for players, but you know, they look at our situation and and where they might fit in. Have an opportunity to play on a line with Larkin and Bertuzzi, or 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 play uh, with one of the young D men, or play in goal. Uh, uh, they they did, they've done their homework. They kind of know our team. They know they would fit in, and and I think there's somewhat of a optimistic vibe around our team uh, that we are up and coming. And I would say that's very cautiously. Like we've got a lot of work to do, um, but it was encouraging that in speaking with the guys that they had some optimism and 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 felt like uh, you know that we are a, a bit of a team on the rise. Um, uh, uh, so that 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 was a bit of a, I guess, a selling feature to them. But again, I caution: we we got a lot of work to do. I'm hoping we're inching closer towards being a playoff contending team. But I still think, you know what? I'm counting on our younger guys to get better, and I'm really uh, hopeful that the veterans that have come in are going to, you know, push us a little uh, uh, forward and make us a little bit better. When you're a team that is trying to get to that playoff contention, and obviously the the end goal is a Stanley Cup. You have needs. You address some of those. A center, a right-handed shot, a couple of defensemen, uh, somebody that's good at power plays. Like, what is the next need, and how do you address it moving forward? Well, uh, in the short term, the, the the group that we have has to you know kind of gel together and get uh, uh, cohesive. We have a lot of changes. New coaching staff. Um, we will probably, you know, coaching staff will implement the way he wants to play in all zones and all areas of the game. Uh, that's going to it's going to take a little bit of time for everybody to figure out uh, where they fit and who they best play with. Um, you know, I think you know, ultimately the goal is to build a, a team that can, you know, is, is a team that you're expecting to be in the playoffs annually that's going to push for a Stanley Cup at some point. We've got a long way to go before we're there. So I, I, the next step for us, again, I think I look at just uh, the overall statistics, regardless of wins and losses, the obvious statistics in goal, um, uh, special teams play. We can improve in all those areas. Um, our, our record will get better and we'll become a more competitive team moving towards uh, uh, being a, a playoff contender. We're talking with the Red Wing general manager, Steve Eiserman, following a busy free agency and just a busy offseason in general. Steve, I'm, I'm trying to find the right way to ask this. I, I heard you yesterday say you've got new players, new coach. You want guys to show up to camp like they have something to prove, kind of like a sense of urgency. 
Is it fair to say that the same is for you? Maybe an increased sense of urgency going into your fourth season? Um, not really. Uh, I don't uh, have an increased sense of urgency. I just, again, you know, we're slowly moving. Last year, Cider comes in, Raymond comes in. There's two young guys. We're looking for Philip Zadina, uh, even Philip Heronic to play, uh, take on a, an increased role. Does Simon Evanson make our team? Uh, any of the, you know, uh, Elmer Soderblom, uh, 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 Jonathan Berggren, can they push for a spot on the team? For myself, uh, it, it wasn't a, uh, you know, a, a active or, a, you know, the moves weren't made out of desperation or urgency. It was really like, again, we've got roster spots to fill. We're trying to improve our team. In some cases, we did it on short-term contracts. And, and in others, uh, Andrew Kopp, uh, uh, Billy Husso to three years, um, Ben Sherratt to four that we felt we were comfortable with the term and the dollar amount. So ultimately we're, we're continue to build. I'm going to remain in this, on the same approach. It's just uh, we saw an opportunity now with our, our cap space and roster needs to, uh, to fill some of those holes. And, and, you know, for the first time, I guess in three or four years, I chose to go with a little bit longer term, but that was going to be necessary to get these players. You can't always foresee everything or everyone that might become available in free agency, um, I think one of the surprises for us is that uh, the night before free agency opened up, Johnny Goudreau, uh became available. Um, did you explore the option of adding a player like Johnny Goudreau to the roster? Um, no, not really. Obviously, we're following what's happening around the league and who might become free or not. But if you look at our lineup and our roster, we have a lot of wingers, a lot of left-hand shot wingers. Um, so it wasn't uh, he's an excellent hockey player, obviously, but it wasn't uh, like a priority for us and tying up uh, uh, that much money in term. Uh, we just we have a lot of left shot wingers, different than him, obviously, but just wasn't really a priority for us at at this time. Can you give us an update on Dylan Larkin? There's been whispers about an extension. Just how would you characterize his level of importance to not only what you guys are doing now but beyond? Well, he's the captain of our team. I think Bill, I don't know if he's 26 yet. Uh, excellent person, excellent hockey player. Um, you know, it's our intention to uh, keep him here. Hopefully his entire career would be ideal. Uh, he's a player that I think uh, will, is going to be one of the leaders and will play an important role in us being a good team and a, and a Stanley Cup contender one day. So, um, you know, uh, again, he's the captain. I expect him to be here and uh, – for a long time and uh regarding his contract we'll figure that out uh, we'll get done when it gets done yes. <laughs> um i haven't had a chance to ask you uh about derek lalone um and your relationship with him your experience with him last time we talked or we heard from you that you know it's one of the things that you wanted to add or the guys that you had added to your staffs previously was guys that you were familiar with obviously you're familiar with with derek lalone uh, and his time with you down in Tampa Bay. Give us a snapshot of your expectations of him heading into this season. Well, um, I'll go back a little bit. Uh, just uh, as I was kind of leaving the Tampa organization, Derek was coming in. I had a little bit of familiarity with him uh, that he was coaching in uh, Toledo and uh, Detroit's uh, East Coast League farm team. Uh, so a lot of the people within the Red Wing organization had a relationship with Derek and spoke very highly of him. Obviously, I know a lot of the people down in Tampa. I uh, was able to do a lot of background work and got uh, extremely uh, 
positive uh, uh, recommendations, reviews, uh, reports on 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 Derek his style. Uh, uh, so I, I like his background. I like his coaching background. He's he's kind of gone through every level and been a successful coach at every level. I think uh, he's a combination of of. Uh, you know, uh, the ability to keep the culture or the locker room, the atmosphere, positive, upbeat, a little bit loose, uh, in, a, in like in a positive way, and then but also uh, run a, a really strict, disciplined program as well. So I think he'll be his personality and his way of doing things is will be really good for where our team is at now. I love the fact that he's been a part of a successful team. Uh, working with you know a top top coach in John Cooper that I, I'm sure he'd take a lot of uh, the way thing uh, the way John Cooper ran his program um, uh, he'll bring that to Detroit for us so you know with our group I or with our team I expect you know the you know, I talk about defense and goal uh, goals against and improve special teams I expect him to focus on that I and I know he will and ultimately it's up to uh, the players on the ice to do it, and the coach has to figure out a way to to get the most out of the group that he has. And it's up to my it's my job to give him the best possible team we can, and we'll continue to try and improve it for him. So I'm excited to work with him. He's a good man. He's a hard worker. He's smart, um, and I, I, I'm pretty confident that he'll do a real good job uh, coaching this team. Steve, we hadn't had a chance to talk to you since the draft. I'm sure you're aware of this. People like to read into everything you do, and when you made the pick so quickly. People get excited when you say Marco Casper has underrated skills. People think maybe you found yet another really exciting player. How would you compare your confidence in that pick to some of the other first rounders that you've selected that have already had you know successful starts to their NHL careers? Well, um, like I think uh, I, you know it, it, you're never 100 percent certain apart from the uh, the occasional. Uh, you know, generational player of Sidney Crosby or Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid, and you look at him and you go, that guy's playing and he's going to be a great player. Most of the guys, you you think they have some tools to play. Um, so, you know, in, in drafting uh, uh, Marco, we watched him a lot. We, you know, he didn't put up huge numbers, uh, but when I say a little bit of underrated skill, he's, you know, I think there's a perception that, that he gets by just on effort um, uh, but I think he's got really good hockey sense. I think he's a really good skater. I think he has really driven, and we watch him play. And, you know, in today's game, you know, uh, you see a lot of highlights on Twitter, on, on, on social media of guys doing all these really fancy things, things that, that we in our generation, we never did, you know, <laughs> things they do with the puck in the top corner and backhand toe drags and things like this. We just didn't do that. And Marco, when he plays, he doesn't necessarily do those things. He just he makes the right play. He, he's got the puck on a stick. He keeps it simple. Um, and I think that's a positive, very positive thing. So, you know, you're not going to see him uh, uh, on, on YouTube or Instagram doing it. But he can do some of that stuff. I just think he makes the right play, and, and he has an excellent shot. So when I say underrated skill, I think he's, Kind of the perception was, hey, he's just a worker, and we see him as a really good all-around player that has the skills to to potentially be a a a you know top six forward to produce more offense. But uh, on the uh, you know we think conservatively, I think he's a very good top nine forward that 
that will be a centerman that can play even play on the wing, which he did a lot this year playing in uh, in Rogaland, Sweden. He's Steve Eiserman, general manager of the Detroit Red Wings. Good catching up with you, Steve. Anytime, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Too. It's 97-1. Great Lakes Learning Academy is now enrolling for grades 6 to 12. With a 100% online tuition-free education and supportive teachers, being at GLLA feels like a perfect fit. Reserve your spot today at GLLA.org. Don't waste your gas cruising. Park it and talk shop with fellow enthusiasts at the Ride and Shine Car Show at Oakland Mall on Saturday, July 30th from 10 to noon. Enjoy free coffee, trophies, and more. If you pre-register for your free space, you'll have a chance to win a $500 gas card. Yes, $500 of free gas. Two wheels, three wheels, or four wheels, everyone is welcome. Don't wait. Reserve your free spot at the Ride and Shine Car Show today at WCSX.com. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. In 1970, a 28-year-old recent law school graduate became the most wanted woman in America. She's also my mother. I'm Zaid Ayers-Dorn, host of the new podcast, Mother Country Radicals. When I was growing up, my parents were on the run from the FBI, at war with the U.S. government. From Crooked Media and Odyssey, Mother Country Radicals, a family history of the weather underground. Listen to the entire first season of Mother Country Radicals right now, here on Odyssey. Odyssey.